move here again and I really am on the road. You can probably hear the wind as I stand overlooking Monterey Bay. It is early May and it's a beautiful blue day with some horsetail clouds high in the sky. And it wasn't just too long ago that the bay was calm and now it seems to be getting whipped up a bit. I don't I don't think this is what you would call angry seas, but I think they're a bit perturbed. I love the color. In close, it's green, and some shadowed areas where the kelp beds are, and the farther out you look toward the horizon line, it's almost black. Just a fine line between the white of the clouds, the light blue of the sky, and the deep blue-green of the ocean. Angry seas, interesting combination of words. I've been in angry seas before when I was a little guy. When I was seven and a half years old, we came home from India on a Danish freighter, 5,000 ton, what we would call a tub today, the Johannes Maersk, but hit a typhoon three days out in the Indian Ocean. Now those seas were blazing mad. They were hopping mad. They were over the bow of the ship mad. I'm seven and a half years old and I think I'm gonna die. I can't even remember America and I'm gonna die. Love is not angered easily. Love is patient. Love is kind. Does not boast. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking and is not easily angered. What is it about anger that we all identify with? Well, we all know how it feels. This is Dick Foth, Stories from the Road, here on West Cliff Drive in Santa Cruz, California. And get out of the wind. It's in the mid-50s, but it feels a bit nippier than that. And we'll finish this up in a few. from the disturbed seas of Northern California to the angry freeways of Southern California. Here I sit in our hotel room. You might hear the soft hum of the freeway uh, out in front in the background, or, or you may find someone changing out rooms in the banging clatter of a hotel hallway. But, you know, sometimes we have this expression, or the, I have this expression, that guy made me so mad, or that thing made me so mad. It angers a response, isn't it? It's an emotion, it's an easy place to go, and it usually happens when one's will is thwarted. Uh, our granddaughter, Allie, who now is the mother of two, she's in her 30s, and her folks tell the story of her once throwing a tantrum on a hotel room um, entryway in the in the lobby she was upset about something threw herself down screamed and kicked they let it happen that's always a challenge for me to let it happen but it that's sometimes how it has to happen and then she stood up brushed down her little dress and said me better now that's probably not too bad a way to handle anger anyway rather than pretend that we'll never feel angry scripture simply says to be slow 
to become angry. That's actually in a letter that James the Younger, brother of Jesus, wrote. God is slow to anger, abounding in love. That's way back from the Psalms. Those are those are poems and songs written a thousand years before Jesus. And this description is telling, isn't it? That even though it says that God can get angry, it says that he overflows with love. So slow to anger, abounding in love. The connection between the two is clear, isn't it? Love puts the brakes on anger. It slows it down for the sake of the one loved. That goes back to the overarching theme of this text in Corinthians. Love is patient. Love is kind. So anger in itself is not a violation. It's not sinful, to use theological language. But you hear this clearly with the Apostle Paul in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, where he writes to the Ephesians, in your anger, do not sin. This is verse 26. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. It's saying, keep short accounts, if you will. I love that couple that were asked, what made your marriage work after all these years? And they said, we never let the sun go down on our anger, always settle things. And then they would pause, they paused and said, of course, sometimes the sun didn't go down until two or three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I like that. Being hot-tempered, and people use all kinds of uh, rationale for it. Well, it's my Irishness, or well, I had reason. Being hot-tempered usually involves making snap judgments, uh, seeking vindication for something, and refusing to grant second chances. You cross me, you're done, that kind of attitude. But that's whatever that is, that's not true love. True love refuses to jump to conclusions. Refuses to jump to conclusions. I've done that. Refuses to take revenge. I don't think I've done that too much. Or hastily judging people. Refuses to do that. I think I've probably done that. The fact that love is not easily angered just highlights God's patient love for the entire world. Whatever part anger plays in my life, where it shows up, expresses itself, we need to understand this, that anger is a choice. When I get angry, it's my choice. To be able to say I can't help myself, that's not a true statement. Anger is a stance I take, and clearly I take that stance when I feel I've been offended by something. If I live there, it'll be a miserable existence day in and day out. And it'll be a miserable existence for all those around me. People won't want to be around me. That's a great way to push people away is to just always be angry. But if I control it, I find solutions to challenges that I'd never have seen. I have a friend, Tex Groff, who's now gone on to the Lord. I asked him one day, I said, Tex, how are you doing? He said, Dick, I'm hurrying so I can hurry some more. In a hurry, hurry world, God says this, when it comes to that natural reflex foe, you know, that anger thing, I have two words for you. Slow down. That's it. This is Foth in Southern California saying, I'm out, hope to be back 
in, the, in those Colorado mountains and high plains pretty soon. God bless. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Thank you.